and welcome to the Pause Podcast. I'm Mari. I'm going to be running the show today, and we are on day four of our 15-day series in the book of James. We are on our last day in James 1. Today, we're going to be zooming in on James 1, 22, so I'll read that in a minute, but first, I just want to remind us. Mm-hmm. The Pause Podcast was created to carve out a space in your day for you to get quiet and focus on your soul. Yes. And we hope we do that with today's episode. So James one twenty two says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. Hmm. Okay, so we both grew up in the church. Yes, born and raised. I grew up mostly in the church. So I personally, and I'm sure you can relate, have heard Mm -hmm. these specific verses used like, I don't know, four million times. A billion times, yes. Yeah, in in many different ways over the course of my life. But from what I can remember, the focus was generally on action or agency. Oh, yeah, yep, Mm mm-hmm. Being a you do. doer yeah. of the word was explained as, yeah, do, what you do, mm-hmm. doing good, speaking truth, telling people about Jesus. Obeying the rules. Obeying the rules, helping other people. Yeah, it's yes. all very outward facing. Yep. When I mean, that's not a bad thing. And it's probably the, just the easiest way to explain things to mm-hmm. kids who are yep. generally just not aware of um, sort of their inner workings. But the journey God has been taking me on lately mm. has been um, much more inward facing. Mm. He's been absolutely yeah. crushing me on identity. Oh, that's so tough. These days, it stings. It's not an easy journey. Yes. Scripture is rich, obviously, with instruction on how to act, what to do. But what I've been learning is that so much of that action, for better or for worse, spring, springs from my identity. Yeah. Who I believe I am. It's like identity informs our action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. exactly. That's and that's, I think, what really struck me about this illustration James gives about looking in a mirror. For the first time reading through these verses, I noticed that image. It's mm-hmm. so specific. Yeah. Like, I feel like James could have just as easily said that anyone who is a hearer of the word but not a doer is like someone who reads instructions and then forgets them or learns a new skill and then immediately doesn't know how to do that new thing. But I love that he chose to talk about what we look like. I feel like that's Mm. noteworthy and I never, never noticed it before. I love that God's law is described as the mirror that shows us who we are. Mm -hmm. And I especially love that he says that we, that when we remember what we saw in that mirror, Mm -hmm. when we walk away and remember it, that we're blessed by that. like, And I also think looking in the mirror is really vulnerable. Yeah, especially in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or like if you've been at work all day or doing something, hanging out with people, and you come home mm-hmm. and you look in the mirror, you're like, whoa, I look like that. I did yeah. not start the day that way. Yeah. Or like I have something in my teeth. Or yeah. I need to trim my eyebrows. I don't know. Yeah. Just like anything. Like I just feel like looking in the mirror, I'm like, here goes. Yeah. What am I going to see? Yeah, and we all have sort of this um, – possibly negative yes. um, experience. Yes, sure. From time to time, as high as our self-esteem maybe. Yes. With yep. in the mirror. And yeah, I actually want to talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
So God says we're blessed when we remember who we are, who we really are. Mm-hmm. Who are we? Who and are who are we? we? Who uh, are we? <laughs> I just Fargs and Rack. <laughs> yeah, I just keep hearing Tom Haverford's voice. That's like when he makes that documentary about Lil Sebastian. Lil Sebastian. Who are we? Where are we going? <laughs> Uh, Who are big, we? We're big Parks and Rec fans. Who does God say that we are? Oh. So, I don't know about you, when mm. we're talking about who we are. Maybe I have authority issues, but when I go to open up the Bible, especially when James calls it the perfect law, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 I have this sort of preconditioned feeling of dread, exactly mm. what you were talking about. Yes. That, um, like, you know, when you go to get a haircut— <laughs> Like, yes. do you know what I'm going to say? Yes. And I think, I don't know if guys experience this as much. No. Because I don't think they get their hair combed in the same sections that women do. You go to get a haircut. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. Like, yeah. you know you have some split ends, whatever. The stylist wets your hair and then parts it right down the middle. <laughs> and then you raise your head and meet your own eyes in the mirror <laughs> and you see Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> Staring, staring back, back at you. At you. You're like, no, not again. There is nothing more disheartening than that moment. Or it's like the girl from The Ring. Yes, Samara. <laughs> You're like, God, really? I thought I was doing okay, but I guess not. And I find myself doing that when it comes to my attitude towards scripture. Like, mm. I open it, oh. like, looking out of the corner of my eye, sort of cringing, waiting to see this horrifying <laughs> reflection mm. of, you know, incompetence or in incompleteness or ugliness. I expect to see all of these ways that I've come up short wow. in yeah. comparison to, you know, put it in James' ever so welcoming words, the perfect law. Mm. I open up my Bible and I expect to hear God say, like, I don't, ex- I expect him to say, like, you're Gollum, like just a heads up. Mm-hmm. You are Gollum, obviously. Look at yourself. But mm-hmm. you need to be what you need to be is um who's Liv Tyler who's Liv Tyler's um, character? Arwen. Wasn't Arwen. It? You need to be who you need to you are Gollum. Mm-hmm. That's clear. But who you need to be is Arwen. So um yeah. like hate to break it to you, sweetie, but we should yeah, you're not where you should be. Um, we should tell people who aren't Lord of the Rings people. Who Go- mean, How would you describe Gollum in a nutshell? Oh, good call. Yeah. There's got to be what someone, someone out there who doesn't know who Gollum yeah, is. Yeah, someone out there is not a Lord of the Rings fanatic like we are. I can't relate to you, first of all. Not a fanatic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to Fan? talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't know. We don't know how to say. Gollum is you. like a slimy... Gollum is like... Creature... He's, he was a human at one point. He's he was been a human living at one in a point. cave, so he's like this, like s- greyhoundy, <laughs> scrawny, slimy, pale yeah. creature he's gray. with like stringy yeah. hair. Gonna, we should put a picture in the. We'll show put notes. a picture in the show notes of Gollum, so you can get a pic, like an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. And then Arwen. So She's, Gollum is the, he, and he's um, evil. Also, he's, yes, yes, and and more pathetic than evil. Yeah, he's like, like t- attached to the power of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Let's not get sucked into yeah. Discussion. Like, let's do the whole plot. <laughs> um, and then okay, Liv yeah. Tyler plays a character named Arwen, and she's this like 
beautiful, tall, glowing immortal elf. Immortal elf named Arwen, and she is like this fierce warrior, and she has the power to heal people. Yes. You're yes. right. Good yes. thing we went over that. Yes. I yeah, just yeah, assume yeah. people know these things. It's <laughs> like, like there's someone out there. It's a given. That yes. you're like, That's you know, what we're picturing. Arwen, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's what we are describing. So okay. when I go to open up my Bible, I'm expecting God to be like, you slimy cave creature. Mm. You really need to be more of a statuesque healing elf. And there's, you know, just... There's a lot of room. There's to, a lot of... Dis- there's a lot of room for improvement there. Yeah. <laughs> there's some disparity. Yes. I don't know what you're seeing, but... So I believed that for a long time. Mm. I believed that the quote unquote good news mm-hmm. that we Christians talked about was, I guess, essentially like good news. All of you filthy, disgusting cave mm. cave dwellers, you're disgusting. That's a given. Yes. Yeah. But Jesus could clean you up. And if you try really, really, really hard, you could start to maybe look like an elf. Like you mm. might get there, but you got to try really hard. Yeah. You got to work for it. That's so tough. I don't think that that's true. No, and now Theology. I know that it's Yeah, not. exactly. Yeah, but I think that a lot of us fall into that. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing that's really been messing with me lately in the very best way. Yeah. So first of all, Lindsay is an ordained pastor with a seminary degree. So sometimes I have to run my facts by her to make sure mm. that I'm right. So correct me if I'm wrong. I have okay. to establish a few basic truths mm-hmm. to move on with what I want to say. Um, boiled down, we trust that, number one, by dying in our place, Jesus took on our punishment, our shame, our condemnation. Correct. Yep. Number two, and that when Jesus finished up his time here on earth and went to be with God in the mysterious beyond, he left the Holy Spirit with us, the people who believe in him. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Three, and that is the same spirit that filled Jesus. Correct. Correct. Lastly, when God calls us his children, he is considering us the same as Jesus, redeemed, filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. and all of that, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He so, sees us the same way. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to, wanted to make sure I was on yes, the right you're track. right on. Okay. So here's, what I'm, here's what's been tearing my world apart. There's this story of Jesus' baptism, and it's told from several different perspectives in different books of the Bible, but... Basically, before Jesus began his Mm. ministry, before he does any of the sort of legendary Jesus stuff that establishes him throughout history, he goes to see his cousin, John the Baptist. Love love John the Baptist. Yeah. Gotta love him. John the B. He's an OG. The heavens open up and the Spirit of God comes Mm. down in the form of a dove. And God makes this really beautiful announcement. There's like booming proclamation from heaven. This is my beloved son Mm. in whom I am well pleased. There's mm-hmm. a declaration of belonging. This is my son of belovedness, my beloved son, and of approval. I'm well pleased with him. Yeah. So he says to Jesus, you belong, you're loved, you're pleasing to me. Mm. So if we really believe that we are God's children too, that we are in the same boat as Jesus there, that the things spoken over him are spoken over us, we have to believe that these words describe us as well, right? Mm, yes. You That's are good. mine. That yes. God says to us, you are mine. Man. You are loved and you are pleasing to me. That's so powerful. So That's when good. we look into the mirror of God's word mm. with the intention of hearing who we are and acting on that, this is what he's reflecting back to us. That's good. Not our shortcomings, not our shame, not our like disgusting gollumness. Jesus set us free from all that. Yes. 
God's perfect law, in fact, sets us free by saying, no, you're mine, Mm -hmm. you're loved, you're pleasing. That's what you look like. That's who you are. If you're going to act on anything, it's got to be on that. Yes. Amen. And that's what's just been Mm. turning my world upside down lately. It's so good and so beautiful and so surprising to me. That I feel like I need to fact check it constantly. Yeah. I'm like, that can't it's too be, good true. To be true. Yeah, it's too, yeah, it's it feels too like. good to be true. All of this stuff that I thought was keeping me from being a doer of the word, all of the you know ugly golem stuff that I was that I would see when I opened scripture, all of my shortcomings, like, oh, you lie, you cheat, you steal, like you're generally naughty. <laughs> like mm. those aren't what he's talking about when he says, don't forget to Mm -hmm. be a doer. Those are actually direct byproducts of this identity crisis that I think James is is addressing. Those things, those actions spring from identity. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about, those actions are evidence Mm -hmm. of someone who has forgotten what she looks like, Mm -hmm. who has forgotten that she is already loved, already belongs already pleasing. Hmm. She for, saw that, turned away, forgot it, and resorted to striving, hmm. searching, performing for the, you know, belonging, love, hmm. and approval that we see God already declaring freely over Jesus yeah. and us. This is huge. This is how messing is it, with me. How has it changed you or made you different? I know you're probably in the, you could be in the middle of it still. But like it's turned your world upside down. Like, what does yeah. that mean? Like, what's it? I think that it's it's one of those like really subtle shifts that makes yeah. all of these domino effect changes throughout your life that mm. it's difficult to trace. And then all of a sudden you feel so much freer and you're like, how did I get here from yes. there? Yep. But I think I can't believe that I used to th- think this because I'm far from there now. But I used to think that being a doer of the word, quote unquote, meant looking Opening the Bible, looking at the rules, and keeping track of all the ones I broke, Mm. all of the ways I came up short, and just trying really, really hard to do better, to do a better, to be a better doer. Mm. And I thought that the image that I saw in the mirror was supposed to be ugly and incomplete, and that that was supposed to be my motivation, that James is saying, like, when you look into the Word, you should see all the ways you're trying to be better. You should see all of the actions that you're not taking. Yeah. But if he, if that's what he was trying to say, he wouldn't have said it as a mirror. Yeah. That's why that image stuck with yeah, me. He would great. have said, you looked at this list and you forgot something on your checklist. That's really good. But I'm learning that yeah, it's, that's really good. it's yep. different in the slightest but most significant ways. Yes. That being a Doer of the word means looking into scripture Mm. and really believing God when he says, you are already complete in Jesus. Mm. You're already my child. Yes. You belong. You're loved. You're pleasing. And you actually create the ugliness when you forget that. Mm -hmm. When you let striving Mm. and shame take over because you don't believe who I said you are. That's that's when all of these actions end up getting warped. What I should see in the mirror of Scripture is Jesus because mm. we're created in His image. God doesn't see us any differently. Yes. And it's such a subtle shift that I feel like sometimes I get a little lost yeah. trying yeah. to explain it. It's like so I get big. lost in yeah. the weeds. And I, so I hope it made sense. No, it sounds great. Yeah. 
But I feel like, and I'm just, um, I'm just going to lean into the Lord of the Rings references at this point. And if, and if you haven't seen the movie, like, first of all, why get your life in order? (laughs) (laughs) There are three of them. (laughs) You need to watch them all. Get your priorities straight. Go watch Lord of the Rings or at least read the books, man. At least read the books. Yeah. That will take you more time than the movies, but you can do that over time. Depends on how fast you read. True. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Okay, so leaning into the Lord of the Rings references, I'm sorry if I've lost you with those, but I don't know any other way it's to the express best way. myself. <laughs> it's shorthand for me. So picture Arwen, this beautiful mm-hmm. incandescent elfin queen. Mm. Princess? Semantics. Uh, yeah. Crouching in a cave, mm. plotting, scheming, lamenting. You would be like, Arwen, girl, what are you doing? Mm. Get up. Get up. Stand up to your full elfin height and go heal some people. Like, did you forget yes. who you are? You're queen mm. of the elves. Get out there. They need you. It would seem so ridiculous yes. to you if That's she was good. just like scratching around in the dirt. Trying to establish her identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's good. So we can't be doers until we hear. We can't act until we believe and remember what we hear. Yes. And what we should be hearing is that you are loved. Mm. You belong. Amen. And you're pleasing. Amen. That's good. It's good news. It changes everything. It changes everything. Absolutely everything. I've been thinking yes. about it all the time. Yeah. We're not defined by what we do. We're defined by who we are. We're defined by who we are, who God says we are. And what we do is a reflection of who we believe we are. Amen. Hmm. Mm. So in that same vein, discussion questions. Uh, number one, what makes you forget who you are? What turns you into a golem when you should be an Arwen? Mm. What makes you strive and scheme and cower and shame when you should be standing tall, chasing down justice? I want to say everything. (laughs) Short answer, everything. Um, I think, like, when I strive, because I, well, I guess two answers or two things is, like, I get stuck in my own head a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think every thought is worth following. It's not. Um, And I think Jess Connolly said this once, you don't have to play telephone with the enemy's lies. And so I will, like, follow every every lie. Um, That makes me forget who I am so quickly. Um. And then when I strive, I'm so performance-based. And so I love a product. I love doing a great job. I love excelling. I love excellence. Um, And that's all. those are good things. Um, But when they become the ultimate thing and when I change how I view myself, um, I think that's when I feel golemy when I look in the mirror because I'm like, oh, I don't don't think I did a great job here. Or like, Mm -hmm. oh, my expectations of myself are so high. I want to be great at everything. Yeah. Um, But – when that affects how I see myself, that's when it gets dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that so. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Good answer. Well, thanks. Question it happens a lot, so. two. <laughs> I know. I feel you. Yeah. Question two. How do you act when you're on the flip side, when you're remembering and living in the freedom of who God declares you to be? I mean, this is hard because I'm literally like— the freest and most abundant version of myself. I am the best version of myself. And what does that look like? And I know the difference. Like, I am, like, light. I am easygoing. I am, I laugh more. I'm joy. I am not weighed down. And, like, people have made comments to me, like, 
they sense a physical like um air about me or vibe mm. about me like you seem so light and you seem so free like these words come cuz i can carry things really i carry things a lot and so i just feel like when i remember who i am things are removed from my shoulders okay so um but i think there's if i could sum that up i think laughter that's okay. who i'm like i laugh yeah yeah so i love that answer thank you i laugh okay so we're going to move into the mindfulness portion of our practice Mm -hmm. today. So let's take some time to get really quiet. Um, When it comes to mindfulness, some of this stuff, depending on who you are, it might feel kind of silly to you, but I would Mm -hmm. encourage you as someone who's been practicing mindfulness from um, a very skeptical and cynical place to begin Mm -hmm. with and who has seen the fruit of it, there is so much fascinating research Mm -hmm. going on about our mind-body-soul interaction and the words that you speak and the images that you picture, the direction of your focus, it's all very, very powerful yes. on a on a spiritual level, obviously, but also on like a biophysiological level. Yes. Mm, it's like there's so much cool stuff going yeah. on. I could go on, but I I need to cut myself off. If you're able to, so let's let's settle in. If you can find a comfy seat and close your eyes, go ahead. If you're on your commute or doing the dishes or something, just pause. Just get as quiet and as intentional as you and intentional as you can where you are. It's amazing what mm. simple intentionality can do. Yes. So let's get started with three deep breaths. Let's inhale freedom and exhale shame. I like to picture it like a crisp wind sweeping in and sweeping out all of the dark and dusty negativity that I allow to settle right in my chest. So let's inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Okay, now I want to focus on this concept of identity. If, you're, if you were able to close your eyes, maybe picture your face in a mirror. Chances are you didn't see a perfect glowing face of freedom. So let's just take a minute to confess the ways that we've forgotten who we are. Now let's turn towards the light. Let's remember the promises that God speaks over us, his children. Let's say them out loud if you can. They are all taken from scripture, so. I belong to God. I am loved by God. I am pleasing to God just as I am. I am purposed. I am never alone. I am precious and honored. 
I am free from striving. I am free from shame. I am free from fear. I am free from chaos. I am free from control. The spirit that is within me is greater. Now, if one of those words struck a chord with you, I want to, I want you to imagine writing it on your forehead. Take a minute and just sit with it. Imagine how your life could play out with delight and affirmation if you lived fully in this truth that God has spoken over you. Now let's do one more deep breath and on the exhale, thank God for speaking that exact promise over you today and forever. Thanks for joining us today. If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com, where you can also find links to our social media, along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.